Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Hello and welcome to Shark Buggy, where Howard and I like to delve into the pages of old recipe books and then see where we end up. This week is episode 41, which also happens to be the same number of riding clubs in Iceland in 1978, years in the longest recorded lifespan of a goldfish, and percentage of women aged 44 to 60 who would like to smother George Clooney in yoghurt. And no, I wasn't asked that question. We promised we'd chat about Christmas puddings, so that's to come. But first, Howard's missing crochet hook and wool finally arrived to accompany the book You Will Be Able to Crochet by the End of This Book by Zoe Bateman. So how's his new hobby going? Oh, it's not relaxing. <laughs> it says there are three ways to hold your crochet hook. I thought I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> uh, this is various ways of, of holding the yarn don't need that just show me how to do a stitch that's what i want to do well it took me about five minutes to, to tie a knot to begin with what's the knot it's called a slip knot so i thought this is quite complicated i think i might take my sister's advice and have a look on youtube see how you do it well i watched the first video they do it completely differently she's going too fast for me so i paused it I thought I'd paused it accidentally went on to the next video she said uh, in the last video I showed you how to do a chain stitch I thought no I, am t I, I don't know how to do that yet don't stop <laughs> so I then tried somebody else completely different method I thought oh dear I need to just stick to one method then I found a video which says how to crochet very slowly <laughs> so it's <laughs> It's a video that's been done at a very slow pace. Begin by taking your yarn out of the ball. I thought, it's not this bit, I need to go slowly. <laughs> Is she speaking at sort of 33 and a half RPM that we used to have, wasn't it? <laughs> I think she's just taking it too literally. <laughs> it's just the crochet bit we need to go slowly. So I'm going to have to have another go at it. Wow. And I've got... <laughs> this is... This is how far I've got. <laughs> Looks like I'm fishing. I'm just going to say those words, that, you know, not long ago, H. Good luck was one of them. <laughs> and the other one was, uh, had you tried it before, you went and spent all that money on that yarn. <laughs> I know. Look at this. I've got quite a few balls to go through. <laughs> <laughs> so how many ear warmers is that going to do? The aim is for the cushion. So, yeah, I'm just going to get the hang of it uh, with, <laughs> with the practice ball. I can see your sister finishing it off for you. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm determined that I shall, uh, I shall commit to it. The second video, she, the, the woman says you, you need to create tension with your hand. So wrap, wrap it around your little finger. Then you pass it over your, your pointy finger. Use your middle finger and thumb to create the tension. I'm thinking, you've lost me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you lost me at tension. <laughs> now then, have you made a Christmas pudding yet? No, I haven't. I I don't know whether I shall do a Christmas pudding oh. this year, to All be right. perfectly honest. 
because I think it's just going to be me, Peter and my mum. And so we tend probably to have something a bit different rather than a Christmas pudding. But that's not great if we're doing a podcast on Christmas puddings, is it? It's a bit of a non-starter. <laughs> I think the latest one I ever made was December 23rd which I know it's not ideal because you're supposed to make them a bit further ahead. But, you know, it was lovely. It was lovely. And the way I'm going, it'll yeah. probably be the same again this year. But now I'm going to have a go. I'm going to have a go. I'm going to do right. my mum's recipe. I, sh I shall too, then. Right. Right. I'll commit commit to doing that. I'll commit to doing a small one. Can you see that? Oh, nice. That's my mum's writing, that is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love that. And she's uh, that. been gone 25 years. Hecky thump. So, do you know, slightly distracting, but do you know there's a potter, someone who, who makes ceramics, who will put old recipes onto plates and jugs and things like that oh, no. in the same style that they're written, with the little stains and everything. I think they look gorgeous. Oh, no, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I might do something yeah. with this, because this is uh, it's only a piece of paper. But no, um, mm. this is this is this recipe, and I've never tasted better. So, oh. I know, I know. But... I've looked, and I'm guessing you have as well, through some old cookery yeah. books to see how mum's compares to everybody else's. I mean, I don't know. Have you got one handy that we can compare, H? I've got... Um, Constance Spry has got three three or four variations on a theme of Christmas pudding. So, yeah, the the following... Uh, who's who's R.H.? R.H. is the, the woman that she writes with, isn't it? She says this is R.H.'s grandmother's pudding. Hang so, on. Uh, or is it our H's? I, you're my H. So it's her H. Our H's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little bit Our H's. <laughs> is that Birmingham? <laughs> I don't know. Rosemary Hume. So it's Rosemary Hume's grandmother's pudding. Mm. Old fashioned and rich. Let's try that. Go one. on then. Go on. Go on. Right. So currants, 10 ounces. I think we'll have to try another one. It's not got any currants in this. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's. But no, maybe that might be different, though. So hang on, son. Yours hasn't got currants. Let's oh, see what... Let me find one with... I think uh, this grandmother's uh, Christmas pudding doesn't sound anything like a Christmas pudding. It's got £10 of dried fruit in it. So I think she's just been general about that. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking here in Mrs Beaton's All About Cookery, and she didn't have currants in. She had raisins and mixed peel. But no, so I wonder if that's the... Is that the difference, then? Hang on, who else well, have we got? I, this uh, Rosemary's grandmother's pudding, she's just saying any dried fruit, so I, it could contain currants. But Christmas pudding number two is a recipe from Miss Muriel Downs, deputy principal of the London Cordon Bleu School, Ooh. where it is made every year. And Rosemary thinks it is among the best. She's had to say among the best, because obviously if her grandmother's still around, <laughs> she can't say it is the best, can she? <laughs> <laughs> so are we uh, so shall i just carry on then and see some mum yeah, had that's got that's got currants currants it, yeah. 10 ounces raisins eight ounces suet six ounces sugar six ounces flour a quarter of a pound nutmeg a quarter of a teaspoon cinnamon a quarter of a teaspoon juice of a lemon and the rind breadcrumbs quarter yeah. of a pound grated carrot grated apple egg and snout so that's guinness isn't oh, it something that's interesting. It's it's got carrot in that then. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we used to do a Christmas pudding that had a bit of grated carrot in as well. Yeah. Mm. So yours has got stale. Uh, stale. Stout. Stout or 
Stout or ale? It's stout. Mum never put any ale, it's stout. stout. Has it got any almonds in it? No. Ah, oh, this has got a few shredded almonds in it. Mm. But, uh, but isn't it interesting as well that in a lot of these, it says stoned raisins. And it says... <laughs> They've been at the stout before you have. <laughs> No, but it's but I, I've seen quite a few old recipes where it say first stone your raisins. They must have originally you come with stones in them and you had to pick the stones out. Oh, that must have been a right job. Yeah. I've just looked in <laughs> Delia Smith. I found this look, H. This was my mum in law's. I don't know why she's kept this, but look. Can you see that? Oh, yes. Yeah, Good Food. BBC yeah. Good Food magazine from December 1991, so 30 years ago. And Delia, you know our mate Delia? Oh, yeah. She has hers in here. And now Delia has um, almonds in, 25 grams of skinned and chopped almonds. She, too, uses an apple. Also yeah. orange. She has rum and stout and barley wine. Current sultanas and raisins. But I tell you what, I don't like mixed peel. Do you? Do you know, I do, but I can't abide the mixed peel that you buy in supermarkets that's all tiny little pieces. What I do like is I like it when you either do it yourself or we used to be able to buy big pieces like half a, a, an orange or something like yeah. that of mixed peel. And um, when you can cut it into nice slithers, nice long slithers of your own choosing i think it's quite nice but i i agree i don't i don't like that um chopped up stuff that you get in a supermarket no, no. Uh, the first ever recipe printed for christmas pudding was in 1845 and it was an eliza acton oh now delia smith has used eliza acton i think before eliza acton i don't know if we've talked about eliza acton's rich rice pudding is a delia smith recipe Right. Um, so she's a bit, well, it's not, is it? She's, it's one she's pinched from Eliza Acton, but yeah. Ah, there's a book out called The Real Mrs. Beaton, the story of Eliza Acton. Mm. So she was an English food writer and poet who produced one of Britain's first cookery books aimed at the domestic reader, Modern Cookery for Private Families. Now, when it says private families, are those that don't want to go out <laughs> and are very reserved. Don't look at me. I'm, I'm very private. Is it? Is it? Or... <laughs> It's like living in a terrace house. Shh. Don't let the neighbours see you. Like... <laughs> what was it? Um, there's a, a lovely little church round us, and it's at um, a Herefordshire village called Shobden. Now, it says on outside, it just tickles me that, there's a sign and that says reserved rector. So it's obviously for his parking. But every time I see it, I go, oh, bless them. They, they're in the wrong job, really, if they're reserved rector. <laughs> Uh, oh, in this Eliza Acton first book, it included the first recipes in English for Brussels sprouts and for spaghetti. Now, that's a bizarre combination, isn't it? It is. Do you know, I made my mum really... <laughs> she was so excited this week. So we did the food shop. I said, would you like a few Brussels sprouts? Oh, she said, I'd love some Brussels sprouts. How kind of you to think of that. I'm only suggesting a few Brussels sprouts. But they thought she was so looking forward to them. Aww. So they're, they're <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Well, as she says, she lives alone, so she's not got to worry about the consequences. So. <laughs>
<laughs> Do you know though, going back to our Christmas pudding, it's in decline. There's a, a most of folk that eat it are, are your, your, not your, you and me, our ages. It's um, it's the youngsters don't want it. Now, where was that one I saw? Have you, have you had your uh, booster jab yet? Yes, Saturday. Had it on Saturday. Oh, did you? Have I you? Had mine. Yeah, I had it on Monday. Went to went to the uh, a church that's not far away. The uh, taxi driver said, "Are you actually going to church?" I said, "No, it <laughs> going for a booster jab." <laughs> but it was really strange because afterwards. Uh, they tell you to wait 15 minutes. Did, did you have to wait 15 yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah. So you go into the main part of the church and wait in there. It feels sort of, you know, quite... Everyone's just sitting there waiting for the 15 minutes to uh, to elapse in a church. You know, I think that's rather, probably the, rather, one of the largest peaceful. congregations the church has had for a while. I think that's so <laughs> yeah. sad. But it's sad, isn't it? Because they are lovely places. I just love to go in and sit and... Yeah, yeah. And we had some friends over the other week and we went to Ludlow. And uh, have you been into Ludlow's church, St. Lawrence's? No, oh, I don't think I have. It's beautiful. No. It's, like a, it's like a cathedral. It's absolutely stunning. And we went in and there was going to be a concert that night and they were practising this lovely orchestra. Oh, we just sat and listened. I did say to my friends oh. afterwards that I'd personally arranged that because they'd obviously come over to visit. <laughs> so uh, I don't think I got away with that, but you never know. How long do you boil, boil or do you boil or steam your Christmas pudding? Steam eight hours. Eight hours, yeah. and then do you re-steam it? Yes. On the day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For about another couple of hours, is it? Or... Yeah, yeah. It's, the pressure's yeah. off because it's already cooked. But um... some of the some of these are, are incredibly long, aren't they? Some of the, I think um, this one is uh, boiled for ten hours. Yeah. And then boil for another four. Because you can't go out. Because <laughs> you, you've got to keep, no, make, no. keep making sure you haven't gone dry in that pan. Oh, I know. Now then, interesting enough, just thinking about this, the Mrs. Beaton, she had Christmas pudding rich, Christmas pudding inexpensive, Christmas pudding fruitarian. So I guess it's the equivalent of vegetarian now, isn't it? That if you don't want any um, animal things in with the suet, you can have a, yeah. a veg. So she had figs. So for the Christmas pudding one, the fruitarian figs, breadcrumbs, stoned raisins, of which are current sultanas, candied peel, sweet almonds, pine kernels, pound of butter. Yeah, she's using butter shell instead Brazil of nuts. Really. Oh, shell Brazil nuts. Four eggs. That's a lot of, uh, of stuff, isn't it? And then she four, tells... Four eggs? Four eggs, yeah. Rosemary's grandmother's pudding's got 20 in it. Hey? 20 eggs, yes! <laughs> how, many, how many is it serving, H? It's, um... Well, that's not right. Sure oh, I think she's doing it for the whole village. <laughs> makes 10. Makes 10 two-pint basins. So she's... <laughs> oh, she is. Oh, she's... good on her. <laughs> the hidden history of the Christmas pudding, it was once served more like a chutney as an accompaniment to our roast beef. That's how it started. Wow. Yeah. And it started life as a plum pottage. That's what it was called. And the setting on fire is back, dates back to Victorian times. Now, linking nicely, we've had a message. This is from Anne-Marie, and she's put, My sweet dad always made plum puddings the day after Thanksgiving here in the States, and then he watered them with brandy a couple of times a year and aged them one year before sharing. There was a flambe involved in the presentation. He passed away almost two years ago, and I think this may be the year to find his recipe and give it a go. 
he knew what he was doing, didn't he, with, a, with oh, a yeah. keeping it moist throughout yeah. the year. But interesting, yeah. he put brandy in. I can't remember where I read it now, and it, it could have been even a, um, a Fanny Craddock one. But they, they always say that vodka burns mo most easily. Oh. So obviously you don't put vodka in the pudding itself, but the actual flambéing, if you pour vodka over it and then set it alight, you get a nice blue oh. flame. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's better than, uh, than brandy for actually flambéing. And I guess because it's vodka, it wouldn't taint the, the pudding. Jerry says, mm. oh, the last time I ate a Christmas pudding was at my mother-in-law's in Winnipeg. Uh, she whipped out a pud just for me, doused it in brandy and set a match to it. The other thing I was going to say, what would you have your Christmas pudding with? Oh, do you know, Peter loves custard with anything. Uh, I, <laughs> I must admit, I'm not a great fan of brandy butter. No, I don't I, like I, it. I'm not, no, I, I did did some last year as part of a class with some mince pies and I thought mm, not mm. keen on this some people love it don't they but yeah. I, it's just not me so I I think um, just some some whipped cream actually oh. I think I would have in my yeah or quite often something oh a bit of creme fraiche or not creme fraiche uh, do I mean creme fraiche I don't know how do you how do you know you don't know what I mean in any case, do you? So why am I asking you? Do, do I mean creme fraiche? I don't know whether I do mean creme fraiche. Or is it muscapani you're thinking of? <laughs> muscapone. <laughs> Not muscapone. <laughs> anyway, something like that. <laughs> oh, there's a joke involving a muscapone. What is it, mascarpone? <laughs> mascarpone. Yes. Yeah. With a mask Something like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like as well, you know, um, Advocar. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, if you uh, whisk that into whipped cream, that's lovely with Christmas pudding. I think that's a, a, either a Delia or a Nigella suggestion. Nice. What type of cheese do you use if you need to hide a horse? <laughs> Mascarpone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making your own crackers this year? Are you? <laughs> what do you mean this year? I've never made them. Oh, I see what you mean with the jokes. Oh, I tell you, sometimes it'll be better. Um, my favourite thing with the pudding, rum sauce. Oh, nice. Mm. That's quite nice, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Delia does have a recipe for Christmas rum sauce. So it's butter, plain flour, creamy milk. I guess that just means full fat. Caster sugar, yeah. dark rum, and double cream. Mmm, I do like a rum Ooh, sauce. That just sound yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. But you see, I quite like that contrast between the hot pudding and something cold with it. That's why I quite like a a, a cold sauce personally. Is it creme fraiche that you were thinking of? <laughs> yes, it is creme fraiche because the other. It is... <laughs> It Stop the clock. Fresh. Stop the clock. It's uh, creme yeah, fraiche. Yeah, it is creme fraiche. Because I'm thinking, what's that other stuff that's a little bit more watery? And that's fromage fray, isn't it? Which no, people don't seem to use now. It used to be around in the, the sort of 70s and 80s. Fromage fray got put in everything. Now then, tell me, have you had an eggnog latte yet? No, I haven't. Uh, but then I, I thought, I don't, what is in an eggnog latte? So I had to look at the ingredients of it. 40 grams of sugar. <gasps> That's like, yes, I thought. 
Oh, I think that's give me a bit of a head, a rush. I think you. I think I'm better off not having an eggnog latte. I, I don't. Don't think I'd be able to sleep. But what did you say to me? <laughs> you said to me, "Best not look," because I said it was 367 yeah. calories, and you've looked. Now we've had a message just come in. Hi, Katie and Howard. I love your podcast. I have just started watching old Great British Bake Off seasons, and I'm starting on season four. I don't know who wins or how far you go, Howard, but I'm cheering you on. OMG, when Sue squashed your English muffins. That's Forbesy Forbes. Oh, lovely. Oh, I'm so glad she's starting from, from a series that I'm in. It would be awful if, if she started from the one after, wouldn't it? <laughs> is, it is it really just come through? Yeah, just come it through. Make, it makes you sound as if... We're, we're sort of completely on the ball of sort of, oh, it's just another, oh, wait a minute, I've got one coming through now. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, Harvey's doing really well following his operation. Oh, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that. Well, all those anal glands. Um, Ooh, and we yeah. always have a picture of Harvey taken by the Christmas tree every year and Glyn said, well, we'll do it this year. I said, but he's, he's missing a couple of things, to which Glyn said, well, you're not hanging him on the tree, are you? <laughs> Oh, God. No. It's not actually sent them, have they? No, just the photo of them. Yeah, just the oh, photo of them. Oh, goodness for that. Just the photo of them. But really weird, he's doing ever so well, but there seems to have been um, uh, an effect of the operation. He just continually passes wind. And this is this is Harvey? Are we talking about Harvey? Cheeky beggar. <laughs> so I was doing in the kitchen the other day, and there's, this, there's only me and him there. And all of a sudden, and it, it frightens him to death, which makes, makes me laugh in the first place. But yeah, he just, <laughs> so I'm hoping he has a, a checkup this Friday. So I'm going to hopefully say it could just be the drugs. Please don't let it be a long lasting consequence of a dog flatulence. There we are. Yes. Oh, no. So, uh, no. you know, when people come round, you say you yeah. can blame it on the dog. Oh, I've started to write the um, Christmas thing, sleigh What's the ride. Christmas thing? Are we doing a panto or something? No, we're going to do those words, weren't we? I've changed the words to... Oh, yeah. um, the only thing is, I'm going to have to send you them because they're a bit fat. Well, it's... it's You know it goes... Um, da -da -dum, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. That one. Let's go. Yes, we've got shabagali, shabagali, shabagali. Hmm... <laughs> So it's, yeah, so I'm going to send you the words and we'll do that next week. That'll be lovely because um, <laughs> I remember when I did uh, Stand Up to Cancer and I was one of the um, C-list celebrities that they got to do this video um, and we had we had to learn words and, and sing. I, oh gosh, that, that was tricky. Remembering lyrics is not my strong point, but at least with the podcast, we can have them in front of us, can't we? Yes. So I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to make any difference at all. <laughs> I think we will still don't struggle. <laughs> <laughs> By then, I shall be crocheting at the same time. I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> Multitask. <laughs> don't worry, I shall pop both of Howard's pictures up, one with his crochet progress, <clears throat> and the amount of wool he has bought and yet to use. And hopefully we'll also have a couple of puddings to put on our Instagram and Facebook pages too, as soon as. So that's it for another week. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Oh gosh, I must, must ring Howard back. It's only me, it's only me. Why can't you make clothes out of cheese? <laughs> because fromage fray. Howard? 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 It's 
Hello there. 